0: Troy Patrick Farrell from This That and The Other Radio Show. You are about to hear a Saturday replay of this past Wednesday's live show of This That and The Other Radio Show, heard live Wednesdays, DirtyRadio.fm on the Dirty Radio Classics channel, and of course, our Saturday Encore edition between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, right before the Bob Show Rock Show. Playing the biggest rock bands of all time. Dirty Radio
1: Classics.
0: Oh, yeah, some unreleased Janie Lane from Warrant there in honor of Mayor Hillary, who is on the phone with us from Reno, the biggest little city in the world. Let me pipe her up here. Stand by. Do, do, do. This is my little uh, Jeopardy music. Hey, is the mayor on the phone? I am. I'm here. Oh, my God. You sound great. How you doing? Doing, Troy. Uh, you know, not too bad for the shape I'm in. I got to tell you, it's it's a little weird here in Vegas. You know, we're we're uh, both uh, Nevadans, and but you're up there, kind of running business in uh, Reno, and I, I kind of wanted to see, sort of, uh, you know, just kind of get some of the dynamics between. You know, where things come from the federal level, not not with without boring people, but federal level. And then we've got the governor and then you're in, you know, that kind of cool little it's a it's a it's a tiny big little town and it's tourist based, just like most of Nevada is. And I just want to see how you guys are hanging up there and dealing how you guys are dealing with implementing. What's going on with these lockdowns and people staying at home? And, and you know, are, are you guys short on toilet paper? Do I need to drive up there and get some? What's, what's the deal with everything happening in Reno from your standpoint there, you know, as you're in office as uh, the reigning mayor for, what, six years now?
1: Yeah.
0: Dang, well, that's cool. Five, but
1: I know. Yeah. So it, it's really interesting, honestly. Like, I think it's, we're living in such a, such a dynamic that, most of us can't even wrap our heads around. Right. So it's just so hard to believe. But um, the good thing is Nevada is incredibly resilient. And certainly for probably your listeners that don't know, um, you know, Nevada was one of the hardest hit in in the recession. And certainly Reno made what we like to call the biggest little comeback. We are the biggest little city (laughs) here. But it's, it's really fascinating to sort of watch the dynamic at the federal level, because quite honestly, it's governors and mayors that are getting it done across the country. Uh, you know, everyone's sort of trying to do all they can, whether it's, you know, getting a hold of N95 masks or the PPEs, things like that, and ventilators, things, um, you know, it, it's really unbelievable, to be honest with you. So we're all just working incredibly hard. And this is a really interesting situation because it's not like if you have a disaster, you usually can pull from another state or other resources. Sure. And we're all trying to get the same resources yeah, yeah. and that's what's really hard about this situation is that we're all in this same boat together unfortunately and we're not seeing a lot of help at the federal level i will say nevada's got a great delegation governor Sislack has done a great job um so we've got you know people in washington really watching out for Nevadans, but at the same time you know we're doing everything we can because we really want the federal government to do more to help us get more of these supplies
0: sure do you, uh, where do you think the holdup is is it because they're, they're simply just not there and not available because we're so behind the the curve of having you know we, you don't this isn't something you plan for and you know maybe down the road we're going to have a big warehouse right. of all these items but You know, until then, you know, you kind of use them and then as you deplete them, you, you know, replace them. But this thing came at such a a big, you know, nobody knew what to do. I mean, obviously, you know, there's the toilet paper uh, anomaly, you know, where people are buying that. And and there's there's no evidence that you'll you'll need cases upon cases of toilet paper and you're going to be locked into your house for months. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know really where that came from. Are you guys experiencing those shortages up there as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, too, you know, people go into panic mode, and that's why you saw toilet paper in such <laughs> high demand, right? But um, the good thing is, here in my city, we had some restrictions on our trucking and transportation. I lifted those restrictions to make sure that we could get truckers over the pass to make sure that we have enough supplies, and so, you know, that's dying down up here, but certainly, you know, it, it causes people to somewhat panic but you have to remember there is no playbook for this for uh, this situation true, very true. I, I mean Yeah, I mean, if you would have told me we would have ever experienced something like this as a mayor, I would have never believed it. And so I I also think, sure, we're kind of behind the eight ball um, across the country when you talk about, look at New York. They're looking for 30,000 ventilators, 30,000. And, you know, part of the problem, too, is not having enough test kits. And without enough test kits, you don't have the data. To show exactly how many people are infected with this virus. And one of the things, you know, I think is one of the most important things that people should know right now is that we as humans are the only weapons to this virus and that is why it's so important to stay home right now so we can make sure that we're doing everything we can for our nurses our doctors our first responders because that's who's really at the front lines um in this whole situation so if there's anything you can do you know stay the f home, and i would say the f is for feral right on right on yeah no for sure
0: for sure and i think I think for the most part where, you know, everybody seems to be honoring that. I mean, obviously there's the pockets. We saw the news of the spring breakers that didn't get the message, qu- you know, quite as quick as the rest sure. of us. And, you know, they were in the middle of their thing. And, and I, I think, because, you know, like you mentioned, this is not something we've ever seen in our lifetime. So you sort of kind of take it with a grain of salt and, I, and I've been trying to do my own research. I'm like, why is this any different than any flu that we've had? And, I, you know, I had uh, a doctor on today, sort of on my little, my little, tape talk portion of the show where I had a doctor kind of explain why things are different. And it's just simply because, um, you know, people are going out there not knowing that they are carriers of this. And so there's this, this time that people are out there doing their thing. And meanwhile, they're, they're spreading it. So by staying home and not doing anything, you're, you're, you're actually doing something And, and there was a, a, a gal I saw on the news That she said, you know, when this is all said and done We're going to go, this is a big to-do about nothing But that's exactly how it should be Because, you you know, you feel like you're supposed to be Doing something monumental You're not, you're just supposed to stay home Because then it stops it from, you know, spreading and spreading mm-hmm. And spreading, so, you know um, Let me ask you this Are you seeing, because we're, we're about a week to 10 days in You know, depending on where you're at in the country um, With uh, people staying at home And the, the lockdown orders and whatever the terminology is they all have different variances of, different, yeah. of uh sure. you know limitations but are you seeing a sort of a, a shift in the right direction or are we still kind of heading down to the rabbit hole of still figuring stuff right. out i mean are you are you seeing uh the shoppers i, I guess the question is are people kind of getting used to this new sort of life that we're living this new normal are you seeing that up there
1: well, I got to say, I think it's really difficult. This is like, for humans, I mean, we like to interact with humans. I mean, it's it, this is just bizarre, I think, right? I think this is really hard for people to wrap their head around. But they, they need to understand that we are going into that surge period. So the next week to two weeks, you are really going to see these cases skyrocket. And we can do it right now, absolutely right now, if everyone does this together and i kind of say look let's do this for three or four weeks whatever it is so it's not three or four months rip off the band-aid now but this is the time to be doing that because we are going into the surge and this is where we have the ability to flatten the curve and if you look at other countries that have done it this is exactly how they have done it and actually nevadas um i think we are ranking like almost number one in this the states that are doing this, um, and they've been tracking it by cell phone usage, which is really kind of interesting. So I've kind of been watching that dynamic, but I think Troy, you make such a good point. Let's, let's talk about this because I think, you know, for a long time, the media was saying, Hey, this would only affect people that were older or people with underlying uh, medical conditions Uh when in, in the, state of new york they are seeing uh their second largest uh demographic be 18 to 40 and they are seeing a lot of young people get this virus and going back to your point about the flu this is like three times more contagious than the flu because people are saying oh it's like the flu no big deal no big deal we also have vaccines for the flu
0: yeah so
1: it's, it's a much different dynamic and that's what people need to understand. But if there's one thing that we can do as Americans right now, it is absolutely to stay at home. But that's also so hard to ask people to do whenever financially the sky is falling down around them. I mean, think about all these people that are, you know, they're just panicking about how do they pay their rent? How do they put food on the table? And so you exacerbate this whole situation with this virus. We're all trying to stay alive, let alone... You know, financially, be able to keep our head above water, and that creates even that much more panic and stress. And um, I think that's the other piece of it is there's a big health aspect to the mental health piece, right? This is incredible. Yeah. yeah, this is incredibly stressful time, and so this is the time to come together, stay home, and make sure that you really are doing that for your first responders and the people that are getting ready to go into this next sort of battle.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah. what it
1: is. It, it is. It's a battle-
0: mm-hmm. let me ask you this so down here in Vegas um, there you know there's obviously a lot of businesses that have limitations so you know the restaurants if they can provide a, a curbside sure. or delivery they're allowed to stay open and the grocery stores and you know those need you know auto stores like I saw autozone sure. they're now doing curbside service you know to to even sure. even though they're okay to be open they're now trying to expand their safety net so to speak so they can offer even better service you know so they're still mm-hmm. you know people are still driving people are still getting around doing things and vehicles are still going to break down they don't they don't stop because there's a coronavirus so you know the a lot of people are really upping their game so to speak but there are some of the holdouts you know some of the places and i don't know how many there are i haven't seen any stats but i've, I've noticed that in vegas there. Um, you're either getting ticketed, uh, there's been threats of, you know, losing your business license and then also mm-hmm. that they'd be turning off resources like water and power. If so, if you're trying, if you're defying this order and you're trying to yeah. somehow stay open, what are you doing up there in, in Reno with respect to that? Or is everybody kind of playing ball?
1: Well, I think we've been really fortunate here. We've worked with our power company. You know, I would imagine your mayor in Las Vegas is doing the same to make sure that they're not cutting off power. And that was the other thing is our water. I mean, right now people have to wash their hands more than anything else, right? So the last thing that you want to do is Cut people off from their services. The other thing is, you know, we're looking at mortgage freezes, rent freezes. My council's been working really hard, you know, to make sure that we can do everything we can. Um, and what's interesting about this, and we see this in recessions too, is that businesses become extremely creative. Many of those businesses, you know, jumped online and created a new business model. And more millionaires are actually made in recessions. Now, this is probably bigger than a recession, it's something we've never seen before. But what I'm saying is a lot of people um, actually become extremely innovative, change their business models to make sure that they're much more sustainable. Sure. But I think the ones that we have to worry about the most – and And this is where the devil's in the details in in that federal package that was just passed is what about our casino workers, people in the hospitality industry, our bartenders our sort of lifeblood of hospitality and tourism right yeah, yeah, especially yeah. It's massive yeah, especially in Las Vegas. I mean, Reno we're a little more diversified than, than you guys are because we've diversified, you know, with technology, um, you know, drone initiatives. We've we have Tesla, uh, Amazon, Apple, Switch, a lot of big um, technology companies. We've really diversified ourselves with arts and culture up here, so that we weren't so heavily predominant on relying on our gaming industry. Sure. But I think down for you guys in Las Vegas, I mean, it's such the, the heart and soul of what you guys do. And I think it's important for, you know, your mayors down there and, and reach out to all your electeds. Um, I know that's boring to ask, but it's really important right now to not forget about our service industry workers, because they really are, are taking such a huge hit, such a huge hit
0: yeah i mean they they have nowhere to turn really i mean there's and and you know anything right. that they do that's in their wheelhouse is has been shut down and um, yeah. you know so with respect to you know i was I was kind of wondering if were you getting are you getting a lot of resistance from the companies or Is everybody kind of following the order if they are under the umbrella of hey you're the type of business that cannot operate you know big office buildings and stuff like that hospitality sure uh, casinos. Cause like I said, out here, what they're doing when I, when I was mentioning about cutting off the, uh, utilities was they're cutting off utilities for businesses that are not complying. So mm-hmm. are you seeing any of that resistance up there where you might have to go, listen, we're, t- we're, we're turning off your fuse box and, t- you know, cause you guys are closed or is everybody kind of going along with the program?
1: Well, I think, you know, you're going to have some bad actors, right? I mean, sure, that's always. just sort of how, yeah, how it is. But this is the, the time to understand we have got to do this together. We've got to do it now. We are under a massive timeline if we want to get ahead of this virus. And if we don't, this is going to end up costing us a lot more time. So, you know, that, that isn't particularly helpful um, when they're not complying uh, because it, it could be much more painful in the end. And the other thing is if you don't have your health, you're not going to work. I mean that that's a huge reality. I mean, yeah. if, if you come down with this virus and you end up on a ventilator, I'm not sure you know how that is going to help you even get to work. So, I think people need to understand this is the time to do it. Do it now. Um, I mean, you know, you have these people on the front lines that are really um, depending on you. These doctors and nurses, and look, they're they're running right into. Uh, you know the fire of the this, storm, it, yeah, this inc- yeah it, and so, and it's hard again to you know you want to be careful about policing business in that way too because you have to understand that they've been cut off at the knees and they own they own landlords right and mortgages and and things like that in in their own business so of course you can see why people are are feeling that way, um, out of panic because it's financial panic. And plus they've employed a lot of people. That's one thing, small business especially is the largest job creators in the country, right? Um, they create more jobs than, than big business. And so they have a lot of people on their payroll and it, it just is something that is so hard to put, put your head around. But at the same time, I just hope that people really realize that right now is the time to do it and, and to really stay home because that, honestly, that will save lives.
0: For sure. You know, I, I think the disconnect that I've had with it was not really having the knowledge to know what this is. I mean, you hear the, the headlines, you know, well, somebody in China, China, you know, ate a bat and then, you know, it, yeah. which, which really, I, I think that's not how it happened from what I heard that the bat somehow cross-pollinated into something else. So there wasn't somebody eating a bat, but the bat got involved with something else that is in their marketplace, which is still a little different uh, way of living than, than what we have here. But nonetheless, you know, you're hearing these headlines and people just, it, it just sounds like news headlines and there's no, you know, cause we've never seen this before. So I think it really yeah. comes with education and it comes with it's, this is not a, um, a political thing. It's not a, this is a disease that will affect all party lines, yeah. you know? And yeah. I think the biggest thing is that, you know, listen, we, you know, we're humans and we're Americans and we feel like we're, bigger and badder and stuff like this doesn't happen unless it's in a movie, you know, and it's actually really happening and it's really hard to wrap your head around. But the biggest thing for me is, has been sifting through the misinformation, the opinions, you know, I didn't know I had so many friends on Facebook that got medical (laughs) degrees. I was like, wow, I didn't know. I remember the smart crew of people, I guess, but you know, really it's just, you got to do due due diligence and do your research and kind of really figure out what's going on. But you know, I'm forced to stay home. I have no other choice because I'm in the entertainment uh, industry and it's shut down. Sure. Nobody's nobody's going anywhere. Yeah. You know, I've I lost uh, you know eight bookings in in the month of April, and sure. and I'm looking to revisit things. Uh, you know, we're revisiting with our May dates, April first, to kind of see what the trend right. feels like. But you know, I'm prepared that nothing's going to be happening until summertime at the earliest. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, exactly. You're you're one of those people that are directly impacted financially and, and you're seeing that. I mean, it started with South by Southwest.
0: Oh yeah. You know, that yeah. was
1: $350 million. Um, and you know, especially people that are touring like yourself in the music industry and in the comedy industry, you're, you're seeing a, a lot of these. I was just reading about a big comedy house out of LA, um, that had to shut its doors. And that's the other, you know, sad reality is I think you will see some businesses that Not never even open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never yeah. even open again, but, I think to your point, you got to remember, this is so hard to wrap your head around because we can't see it. You know, usually like we'll have floods or fires or things of that nature. We can see that. This we cannot see. Yeah. So a virus you can't see. So I think that's another reason why it, it's just so hard to believe. And I think, you know, people watching the news a couple months ago and seeing this virus out of China thought, you know, we're Americans. This will never happen never to come us. here, yeah. Right and and I think you know everyone is just sort of in in disbelief um and again I just I can't stress enough the most important thing that you can do is to stay at home I know it sounds crazy because, like I said, we're humans. We're not. We're used to social interaction, and um, and and it's hard to social distance. It's just. It's really, really hard.
0: It goes against um, sort of our core. Yeah. You know, you want oh, to gravitate to people and, sure. and gain information, and now you have to do it from afar, or you have to do it. Uh, You know, I mean, a lot of these uh, people in entertainment, you know, the the Tonight shows and the night shows and a lot of radio shows and news, even the news, the weather people are doing their stuff. I mean, we're actually – that's a different thing from where I'm coming from being in this kind of – this part of the industry. I'm seeing people do their their – News broadcast from their iPhone home. or uh, like yeah. on, at home in front of the refrigerator, talking about how you know they didn't get out and they didn't get supplies, so they're eating cookies you know two days in a row until they can come out and catch the next wave of of groceries. And you know it it, it does affect everybody, and, and you know it whether and if it hasn't affected you yet, well it's probably too late by now. It's affecting you, but it's going to very soon, you know. And uh, I, I guess you know if we can stop the madness by stopping the madness, and that's staying at home uh, that's cool. I, I wasn't something I was subscribing to early on. Cause I just, I didn't know what this was about and I'm typically healthy. I don't get the flus and I'm like, this isn't going to affect me. And then to kind of realize that it's, uh, you know, it, it doesn't have any, uh, it, it has no barriers. It doesn't discriminate, yeah. you know? And so you go, all right, well, yeah. you know, there's nothing for me to go out and do anyway. So I'm just going to be at home and I'm going to try and maximize my time. You know, maybe I'll touch up, some of the walls in here and, you know, build a card house or something. I don't know, play Jenga. I don't know, whatever we got to do to keep our sanity. But, um, talking to you, uh, who's up in, in Reno, sort of dealing with this firsthand from the government end of things. Let me ask you this, how, because, you know, you still have to be out there. You have to do your share of social distancing, um, because you're probably not doing any, you know, meet and greets and stuff like that, but you're still out there doing business because you have to be there. What has changed for you with respect to things the last, eight or 10 days with, with social distancing and how it affects, you know, you, cause you're, you're the face of Reno right now being the mayor.
1: Right. Well, and it is hard because it, certainly when you are the mayor, you, you know, you're doing ribbon cuttings and, and you're doing a lot of different meetings and you're, you're, I mean, you're just constantly around the public and it's, it's really challenging, uh, you know, to kind of stop all of a sudden, but, Everything with technology, thank goodness. You know, today I was in a council meeting and we did it all, uh, you know, through Zoom, right? Yeah. And Zoom, we should have bought stock
0: in Zoom, right? I know. Everybody's using it.
1: I know. And I don't know if you guys are having the same problems down there, but... You know, I try to get on, you know, to some of these conferences and it's ringing busy. So, you know, that everyone else in the world is trying to jump on, you know, Zoom at the same time. Yep, or, yep. you know, whatever platform everyone's using. But, yeah, it's really hard because my, my job is so social and it's so public. But, you know, you are seeing, look at, you're seeing everyone across the spectrum. I mean, was it yesterday? It was Rand Paul that uh tested positive today it was prince prince charles that tested positive and i think you know we are going to see loved ones that are greatly affected by this or lose a, a very close loved one uh to this virus and that's what's scary about it and you know, to your point at first, whenever you were saying, Look, I was kind of naive in the beginning and not really knowing what this is about, what people also have to understand is you can carry this virus and have no symptoms whatsoever, but you could be around someone, a loved one, whether it doesn't matter whether they're old or young, that might have, um, you know, a lowered immune system. And some people don't even know they have a lower immune system. They're just some people that, you know, kind of are susceptible to getting sick and they could get it just because you're, you have it and you have no symptoms does not mean that they are going to have the same outcome as you are and you're passing it on to them. And I think that, you know, that's another piece of this that you, you could feel completely fine, but yet carry it, give it to someone else. And that could be, you know, deadly for them.
0: Absolutely. So is there sort of a, um, a loose, you know, so going around the media and the news and, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's, both sides of of these parties, these political parties, and we don't really get too political here. But, um, you know, this Easter date came up as a date, and the way I interpreted it, as a goal. Like, it would be nice if by Easter, we're kind of hey. headed in the right direction. Is there anything in play? I mean, do you have, because like, I think here we're, I think the 17th of April would be about our one-month Time frame, give or take, you know. So, so Nevada down here, southern Nevada, Las Vegas, the casinos, everything's closed until the middle of the month. Uh, at the earliest, do you guys are you guys on a timeline up there of any even if it's soft and I don't even ask for a date? But how are you guys weighing that out?
1: Well, you know, I think everyone's getting very anxious, you know, and it's hard to put a date on something, I think, of course. You have to really pay attention to the data, right? And I think, you know, everyone would be elated if it was Easter. But we also have to be really realistic. And I think that's the hard part. We have to be incredibly realistic about what what that looks like. And here's the hard part. Without having the test kits, and we're like every city across America, you know, scrambling to try to get more test kits. Without those test kits, we don't know how fast it's spreading. We don't know... Uh, There's a lot we don't know because not not having those test kits. And so if you can get a hold of those test kits, uh, you can make much better educated decisions on, you know, how much of your population is infected. And then, you know, that way you could really be in a in a better position to sort of quarantine those people um, and, you know, kind of be able to get back to some normalcy if you can have that kind of data. That's what's hard right now. I think as Americans, we're like shaking our heads saying, what do you mean we can't get a test kit? And and I'm sure you're hearing it and seeing it online where people are saying, oh my goodness, you know, I feel terrible. I've got a cough. I've got a sneeze. I've got, you you know, this, and you know, they're not getting tested.
0: Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and that's the reality we're living in. And if, We can get more test kits um, and, and certainly, again, you know, as mayors, we're all scrambling to get more. We're doing everything we possibly can to get more. But if and if we could do that, I think we can have better outcomes of what the magnitude is. But I mean, you're looking at places like new york i mean they're decimated completely decimated and then you're seeing you know new orleans is just now you know sort of on the map as uh you know their rate is tripling and uh seattle has been just yeah yeah Yeah, annihilated as well and i get sort of a i guess a a front door seat to kind of see what's happening because you know i collaborate with other mayors and you know i kind of had an insight of like what was happening next to to my city, right? Because this is where they were sort of at, and they said, "Listen, here's the next step. You guys are not going to have enough ventilators. You're not going to have enough PPEs. You're going to have to, you know, completely figure out how are you going to quarantine your uh, police force or your your fire service if one of them comes down with it, right? And then." They don't want to go home and be with their families, rightfully yeah. so, because they can infect them. And so there is this massive dynamic that goes on, certainly when it comes to, you know, running a city, right? All these things that we have to think about. But I've been fortunate enough to, um, you know, have all my colleagues, all the other mayors across the country kind of, you know, sort of saying, here's what we're experiencing. And that's been very, very helpful, Um you know just to kind of get prepared of what's next
0: sure 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 yeah uh, yeah, you know when I talked to the doctor earlier Dr. Agus that was the big thing he was saying that you know these guys and the the doctors the men and women that are uh, you know at these uh, hospitals are staying in their sleeping in their cars because they're afraid to go home and you know you have to think about that going wow I mean not only are they heading into the fire like our you know, first responders like you know the the policemen and women and our firefighters, they head in the opposite direction that I do. Yeah. You know, and so they're right. doing that, and then they but they still have families and they still have uh, you know kids and all that stuff, and and so I, I really feel for them. And he he also had mentioned mm-hmm. that you know when they go from you know uh, case to case, they've got to switch out their mask. So people like myself mm-hmm. that's not experiencing a cough shouldn't have one. It's not going to help me. If I have a cough, then it's hel- helping from spread. But I guess the way that these sure. uh, 95 masks work is, you know, if you don't have the cough and you don't have the, the symptoms and you're not, you know, expressing uh, the virus with, with, vis-a-vis a cough, you don't need one because they need them for mm-hmm. when they're seeing their patients. You know, obviously anything that I say do your own due diligence, do your own research. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I don't play one on TV. But, you know, <laughs> or, or listen to the replay on uh, Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can hear everything the doctor had to say. And uh, he's been on CBS and and uh, Howard Stern and all this stuff. And, and he's really just kind of breaking it down human to human as to kind of what's going on. And I feel like we're, we're the first week of this. And it is going to get a little bit more intense. But I, I feel like we're starting yeah. to finally – Grasp what's going on. I think it's starting to finally hit people that, okay, there's something happening here. Still don't know what it is, still feels weird, but we're just going to yeah. hang out and stay in, you know?
1: Yeah, it, it is. It's really hard to do. It's really hard to do. It, it, and I got off Facebook a long time ago. I'm on Twitter just because oh, I think you, you can. You. Yeah. I well, I only think you can get in so much trouble in 180 characters, right? But, you know. But uh, yeah, it's just it's it's really un- unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. But I will say this, you know because we are in the hospitality industry and we have casinos and I'm sure, you know, your, your mayors are working on it down there. Um, You know, our casinos up here have been so gracious to, donate wings to our first responders, our healthcare workers, so they don't have to go home and they, you know, don't have to sleep in oh, their cars. that's
0: awesome. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah. I mean, think about, think about all the, um, you know, all the rooms that are there and uh, I, I've heard that some of the cruise lines are offering, you know, the mobile, their cruises as mobile hospitals if need be, because sure. I think we have at least one of those that, um, you know, a, like a big, huge mobile hospital that has 4,000 rooms or something like that. You know, think about yeah. these, um you know the Royal Caribbean's that are all docked, not doing anything. Um, if they've been decontaminated, and we need uh, outside hospitalization, you know places to put pit because that's the biggest thing. Because not only is there already the you know the end of 2019 flu season, and then everybody else yeah. with their regular medical stuff. Now we have this whole new thing while all this other stuff is going on, and ev- they're just over inundated with with cases and and uh, issues, mm-hmm. and you know. So it seems like everybody's starting to slowly. Um, or as quick as possible, rise to the occasion. I think we make the decision to you know join the cause and mm-hmm. and but do it you know with knowledge and 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 do it at a pace yeah. that we can make sure that it's it's successful. You know, don't cut it off too early because then all of the efforts will just be in vain. Right. You, know? you know what I mean? So, well, crap. Uh, you know, I appreciate you coming <laughs> on here. I mean, I, I would not want to be in your shoes. I'm not good in heels, number one, but number two. <laughs> I just I wouldn't want to be up there because you know we're looking at you to to kind of guide us and and it sounds like you've got an action plan in place and it also helps that when you have constituents or and and the businesses in Reno are looking to go hey all right we're on board let us know what we can do sure. to make sure we can eradicate this so we can move on with life and and uh yeah. and, and and prosper like we do here in the Silver State you know
1: Yeah people are I mean that's the thing we come together right I think Nevada does that really really well i mean one of the things is um you know i i have a friend who's a very talented um she's a seamstress and fashion designer and she started something on facebook matter of fact i'd encourage your listeners to look it up if you have any talented seamstresses down there which i'm sure you do because of the entertainment industry there but it's called masks across nevada And she um, is, you know, making masks for the general public. Obviously, they're not the N95s, but there's a whole bunch of seamstresses on there um, that have been collaborating and getting masks out into the community. And you can stay home and do that, certainly, if you sew. So I think also, you know, being mindful when you are at home, you know, do something a little bit different, right? Like, also, I would say, you know, try not to consume too much, television or too much social media. I think, you know, that can also be really stressful, right? I think you have to think about your mental health as much as your physical health right now, but do something too, to give back to your community. And, you know, there are some ways to do it. If you want to support um, a business, right? Go buy a gift card. And then once this is over, then you can use that gift card or, go, or send it to a friend in the mail. Right? There's there's some things you can do to give back, but most importantly, uh, that you can do is stay at home for Nevada.
0: Those are all great things. I mean, that's I, I couldn't find a better way to wrap up the bow on that gift right there. <laughs>
1: Other than play more Metallica, yeah, Metallica. Slayer. Well, I was going to listen to you. I, you. know, who
0: would have thought that the mayor of <laughs> Reno was a rock and roller? We're going to play some Warrant, All my bridges are burning in your honor. And I, listen, I appreciate you coming on here and uh, just kind of giving to. us, yeah, awesome man, <laughs> giving us a firsthand account as to what it looks like from your perspective because it's very different from ours. And and there's usually a divide from you know those in government and and then the people sometimes because when we don't understand what's going on or why it's happening then there's a little bit of a disconnect so that kind of helps us go oh okay this is this is why they're doing it you know and sometimes it's not because it's for our better or for our own good yeah. it's because we want to we just want to know why we just want information so i appreciate you sharing some information and and all the things that are happening up in reno uh, are happening everywhere and and sure. the stay at home thing is a good thing for all of us and uh, listen that's what we're doing just join the club. Let's not get sick, and let's get this uh, country back on track, hopefully sooner than later, right?
1: That's exactly right. So mm. take care of my second favorite city in America, Absolutely.
0: Las Vegas. Mayor Hillary thanks of so Reno, much. Nevada, thanks for coming. Hey, how thanks, do people Troy. find you? you? You mentioned the Twitter. How do people find you?
1: Uh, I'm at Mayor Sheeve, S-C-H-I-E-V-E, Mayor Schieve, um on Twitter. So, yeah. So go ahead. Look me up. awesome. Stay safe, awesome. you guys. All thanks right. for everything, hey, thanks, Troy.
0: Thanks so much, Hillary.
1: Okay, take care. Cheers. Bye. Bye.
0: If you missed that, it's Mayor Sheavey at Twitter, and it's uh, S-C-H-I-E-V-E. Anyway, uh, Troy Patrick Fairhill, wrapping up another This, That, and The Other radio show. This show will be, if you're just tuning in now and you're riveted, like I am, here at 4.54 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the left coast here in Las Vegas, Nevada. You are on dirtyradio.fm on the Dirty Radio Classics channel. This show will have an encore presentation on Saturday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, just before the Bob Rock show, which happens at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm going to close out with a little bit of uh, warrant, and I think that's it. We got a couple song requests. I'll see if I can put them in. Uh, well, we'll put them in next week's show. And that's it. This is it and the other Radio Show. I want to thank my guest, uh, the, uh, the great doctor, Dr. Agus on Tape Talks. And I want to thank Chris, uh, Christian Simon from Faster Pussycat and the Virus Social Distance Group on Facebook. A lot of concerts coming up there live, and then of course uh, Mayor Hillary Shivi, the mayor of Reno, the biggest little city in the world. And uh, take a look at masks across Nevada. Just Google that. Maybe it's in the Facebook. And uh, if you guys are uh, doing uh, sewing and stuff like that, you can take some uh, take some material and and sew some masks for some of those that aren't in the the super you know intricate parts of. Uh, Healthcare, you know, I I don't think you can sew, I I mean, it'd be really cool to, I think people have been sewing really cool pictures on their masks, making it look cool, but uh, you know, maybe these can be for people that have the illness that will help with uh, spreading it, and uh, it'll give you something to do, and I don't know, it's just good for everybody. All right, I'm gonna wrap up here. This, that, and the other radio show, Troy Patrick Farrell, DirtyRadio.fm at the Dirty Radio Classics Network. Peace!